Hey everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Polanski. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to share... Oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Well, you really emphasize the certainly not experts part, Mike. <laughs> no, oh my god. This is the worst thing in the world, but I, I had to fart so bad during that intro that I couldn't make it through the intro. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was just like, oh, I can't I can't do it. I got to fart. <laughs> just, just be happy that you're not here for this yeah, record. That's right. Yeah, that works so, out well. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear it on the mic, but it was... <laughs> Oh, anyway, let's start over. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Polanski. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you, sir? Nope. Never mind. Lost you. Hello. Hi. Mike? Oh, there yeah. you go. You're back now. Yeah, you disappeared. All right. Round three. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess so. What the hell? It, I was just like, how's it going? And it's like, poor connection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you just cl- clipped off there. Okay, well, that's fine. We'll yeah. start one more. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you, sir? Good, man. You? Good? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a fun weekend and a fun week full of uh, fun surprises. It Uh, sounds fun. Uh, It really (laughs) sounds fun. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? (laughs) At least least saying it three or four times in a sentence level of fun. This is true. Yeah. Uh, well, some of the weather was terrible this week, and it also so happened that it was Laura's birthday this week, so I, I took a day off during the week to spend time at home with Laura for her birthday. And on top of that, because of how bad the weather was, I ended up working from home, like, the whole week. Oh, nice. Almost. So, yeah, so I, I've spent a lot of time at home with the baby and Laura. So, got to spend lots of time with them and, and see things I never wanted to see. Oh, like what? I finally had my first instance of the baby's not quite done pooping yet and you're changing his diaper. Oh, no. Yeah, so he, he was continuing to poop while I was sitting there watching him. Poop, holding his diaper. It's good. It's good. I, I describe it as watching someone try to push chunky peanut butter out of a soft serve machine. I, I feel like, didn't this happen last week? Because we talked no, about this on the podcast last no, week too. No, I got lucky and that didn't happen. I sat oh. and I waited while the diaper was closed and was like, man, Glad I didn't get to watch that baby poop. Uh, well, one so got, week later. You got splash zone seats for this one. All yes, right. yes, I definitely did. Well, thankfully it wasn't it wasn't splash zone material. It was just <laughs> it, as I said, it was peanut butter coming out of a soft serve machine. Yeah. So, so fair that's enough, a, fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. How about you? How's things been for for you guys? Oh, they've been pretty good. Ben's been uh, we we introduced him to the Jolly Jumper. 
Oh, you know, so yes. yeah, so he he loves to jump now. That apparently it's his. It's the greatest thing in the world. So I don't know where you, like you know our house. So basically, where the dining room kind of meets like the entryway. That's mm-hmm. where we've got it set up. And now he loves it so much that anytime we walk by with him, he like cranes his neck around to like look at it. Like that's what I want. I want to oh, go yeah. in this just jumper and I want to do it. Yeah, you know he he took to it pretty pretty quickly. You know, the first five minutes was kind of like getting his balance and understanding what exactly it was. But uh, after that, yeah, he just goes to town with it. Excellent. And the dog loves it, too, because now he's exactly face level with the baby at all times. Oh, yes. And they're best friends. They are absolutely best friends. Ben has started doing this thing now. And it's disgusting. And I don't know why. But he, like, (laughs) reaches out to Ben because he's reaching. I think we've talked about this in the past. Yeah, yeah. So, he'll reach out to Banjo. And then Banjo will start to lick his hand. And then as Banjo's licking his hand, he'll pull his hand back to his mouth and open his mouth up. Oh, no. <laughs> like, so, not, so, come lick my face. This is so like, much more fun. Yeah, lick me in the mouth hole. That's, I, that sounds like a porn title. Yeah, that really does. Yeah, Lick me in my mouth hole. <laughs> <laughs> but glad to hear that he's enjoying the Jolly Jumper. Um, yes. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch, too. I mean, when uh, when William is old enough to do it, that will definitely be a lot of fun for you guys. Well, it's definitely something that we know that he's going to really enjoy because he does. He's at the point where he likes standing. Okay. So we'll hold him and he just kind of like stands on his little wobble legs, you know, right. like he's just like, wee and, and sort of rocks back and forth on his legs a little. Yeah. And, but I mean, obviously he doesn't have a lot of leg strength, so he, he just sort of flops and we hold him and i try not to armpit him too much right you know does, when you does, hold he, him does he do it where you kind of like prop him up or do you have to hold him the whole time like no. is he is he whole like sort of stiff legging it at all no no he's no, not, not yet. well no he does do stiff leg like i you have to kind you, you have to have a hand on him obviously or yeah. he goes because he's very top heavy so <laughs> So he have to have some hands on him, or he goes over. But no, he he can he will stiff leg it, and he'll stay up. So that's yeah. Nice. So you're kind of there for like you're like the training wheels basically on him, so he doesn't topple. Yeah, yeah, because he will topple, and yeah. he's on the bed so much that he'll just topple over onto the floor. And I feel like that's not something we need. Well, you should be prepared, Mike, in case that stuff kind of happens. For the dad catches? Well, for, for the, the dad, dad reflexes and the dad be able to put the bandage on the, the scuffed up knee. You know, of I course. think that's an important thing to have. Well, I mean, part of training is to do something is failing at it a few times. too. So <laughs> let's not forget that. I will say that I did do the best dad catch of my life on someone else's child. Oh, um, my nephew was over the very first time we babysat my nephew. He likes to play this game where you, you pick him up and then you drop him on the bed. And again, wrestling. So yeah. I will, I will power bomb him into the bed and I'm like, power bomb. And he's like, yay. And he loves it. Right. Yeah. And at one point he was getting too close to the end of the bed. And I'm like, stay away from the edge of the bed. You're going to fall. You're going to get hurt. And he's like, okay. And then we just kept playing on the bed and. My my shirt got caught on a sheet, so I turned down for just a second to fix the sheet, and I turned back up, and I, he's going over the edge. Like, he's already <laughs> halfway over the edge. And somehow, my arm just shot out and grabbed him by the leg and slowly lowered him to the floor. Like, I'm grabbing him 
by like his calf and and just one arm and just slowly lowered him down to the floor and he was fine and i'm like you're right and he's like i'm okay can i get back on the bed and i'm like yeah okay let's go okay. <laughs> i was just i was just gonna ask like did he think it was you know part of the really fun game and oh let's do it again or yeah, did he realize his life was in sort of like imminent danger no i don't think he realized so much but yeah it was it was a quick moment of oh god and then like i can't believe i just managed to pull that one out but yeah yeah, he, he he did pretty good, and then we hadn't played in the park and away from the bed, <laughs> so, <laughs> so away from that dangerous soft uh, that soft playing area. Yeah, well, we have a new mattress now, so it might it might be better to fall on that than than it was back when I had the nephew falling on it. So. Yes, that's true. So who knows? Who knows? Well, how long do you think it's going to be before you start power bombing William? Not for not for a bit. It'll be a bit. Oh, I was gonna say because I started power bombing Ben a little bit. I mean, it's a very controlled power bomb. Of course, of it's course. not a Batista bomb. It's more just a regular old power. Just bomb. a regular old. Mine, yeah. mine are more tombstone or no, no, more last ride. <laughs> they're more, they're more last ride because okay. it's it's the very controlled down. I was gonna say if you're bomb. throwing out tombstones on William, <laughs> my God, man, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's very short. He, it, 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 it's, yeah, it's like it's, you're growing too fast. Wham, wham, wham. Yeah, just, just slamming him yeah, down. Yeah, nothing like some compressed vertebrae to really uh, get him started on life the right way. <laughs> yeah, well, he bounces back. He's a little rubber guy. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because he's getting so big. I mean, like he's so chunky, fat. Like he's a little Michelin man at this point now. So yeah, yeah. Ben's getting pretty heavy. We we sort of did like the. You hold him and stand on the scale, then stand on the scale by yourself, sort of yep. weighing. And he's weighing in at about 18 pounds now. Oh, wow. Wow. But he, so, has, he has his second round of shots tomorrow. So we're going to find out for the sure. The official. Yeah, the official weight. Yeah. Now we can we can report back. But yeah, 18 pounds, give or take, you know, we'll say a pound or a half a pound or something like that. Well, the most recent time we did what you just did was he was 12 and a half pounds. Okay. So, so yeah. So he's like twelve five or whatever. I I don't know my scale. I don't think it does ounces, but I'm pretty sure it does half pounds. So I'm pretty sure he's or like I'm pretty sure he's twelve point five pounds, not like twelve point five ounces or whatever it is. Right. Right. So by the way, it's still good. Far cry yeah. from like the three pounds he started. The three off pounds us. he started exactly, exactly. So he's doing good. He's getting chunky. Well, so, that's good. That's yeah. good, Mike. So, I don't know. Maybe he needs another five pounds before I can start power bombing on him. <laughs> on yeah. Get but. some weights. Just put some some weighted vest on him or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did today, actually, do something that, you know, we're ready for when disaster strikes. Laura and I took infant CPR class today. Nice. It was actually, at the same time like a, an adult CPR class, which was interesting. So now, because I've never actually done anything like that. I remember I was supposed to learn CPR when I was manager at Tim Hortons. They, was, they, were, they told me, they were like, yeah, because you're a manager, you need Red Cross training and we're going to send you out for that. And I'm like, okay. And then like three years passed and I never went and got my Red Cross <laughs> training. But what ended up happening was I ended up doing this today. So... I, I, it was funny because they asked right off the bat. They're like, what is your past experience with any kind of first aid training? And everybody's going around the room. It was like the weird icebreaker game because it, was, it wasn't it was just us. There was like 20 other – or not 20, but maybe 
10 or 11 other couples. Oh, so it's a fairly large class then. It was a large class. And we actually had four or five other babies. Not everybody brought their baby. Actually, it was funny because it was put on by the Mother Matters people who we did the baby class with. So if you remember Lenore from from the Mother Matters class, she was also there today too. So she was actually babysitting a couple of the babies while the class was happening. I guess, I don't know if there was some babies that were just like asleep and they didn't want to bring them into the room or what, but we had, oh, we had the full gambit of everything that could happen with William in the the class. As soon as we sat down, he started crying because he was hungry. So we fed him as soon as the class started. Yeah. And then right after we fed him, we had to burp him. So we he burped in the class. And then he pooped himself. And we had to... <laughs> Laura took him away so she could go change his stinky, stinky diaper. So everyone else in the class was not offended by the the terrible stank coming out of out of William. But was uh, did most people bring their kids then? I would say more than half brought their kids. Okay. Like I said, like I said, there was a couple that they were out in the hall. So like they were being watched by Lenore from Mother Matters. Yeah. Okay. And and she was I, she I don't know what she's doing. She's just hanging back. She came in at one point. She's like, if anybody wants to leave their kids with me, you can. And we didn't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's not that we didn't trust her or anything. It's just more <laughs> that like Laura is like, no, this baby stays with me. Yeah. And it was it was funny because it actually got her out of doing some of the training because she <laughs> she put him in she put William in the um. I can't remember oh, what the, the boba wrap. Yeah, the boba wrap. Yeah. So she put him in the wrap and he fell asleep, which was hilarious because he does not sleep in the wrap. This has never happened before. Because I remember when Laura, like when we got the wrap, Laura's like, I can't wait. I'm going to put him in the wrap and I'm going to be able to do work and like clean the house and he'll just sleep on me. And he never does. Like he always gets like, eh, and like he only is able to stay in the wrap for maybe five minutes. So it was so funny that he just passed right out when we were doing this so laura couldn't do any of the cpr training once once she had him in the wrap yeah they were going around the room and everybody's talking about what's your level of cpr training and some people like yeah i had on the job training at my old job and some people were like i took a class laura said that she had training when she was doing swimming lessons and i made the joke that like i was a scout so, like, I know how to change a bandage, but other than that, like, I don't really have any first aid training. And one guy said that his first aid training was all like, oh, yeah, I watched The Office one time and they did an episode about first aid training. Yeah. So, and then everybody kept making jokes about, like, wearing the dummy's face. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't watch The Office, so I don't get these jokes. Right? <laughs> yeah, I feel so left out right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, was- wasn't there just a huge, like, a, not to interrupt, but there, wasn't there a big news article about some guy who saved somebody's life because they watched that episode? I'm Not pretty really. sure. I just like literally this week, the guy managed to do it because he remembered that it was you know you got to pump to the beat of um, staying alive, and because yeah, he watched alive. that episode, yeah. So it's funny, funny that he brought it up. It's funny that actually because they mentioned that in the class is you do it to the beat of staying alive, and he's like, and for the people who are a little more morbid, the beat of another one bites the dust also works. <laughs> <laughs> so we did do it to both. He actually like pulled up both songs on his phone and played them. Well, we would to get so we could get the beat down while sure, we were yeah. giving it a shot. And it's funny because like we talk about the office. 
and I thought I have a weird, you know, understanding of CPR and, and like the Heimlich maneuver from watching TV shows and movies. And and then when it was like actually time to learn how to do it, I was like, oh well, obviously TV and movies are way wrong. But I felt like, you know, actually watching TVs and movies was a real like fundamental level of uh, the understanding of how to do CPR and how to and how to do the Heimlich maneuver because we learned how to do both of those things. And outside of like the actual technique of like where to put your hands and how many times you're supposed to do it and, and things like that. I, I kind of knew it all from, from watching TVs and movie. Yeah. Well, and it's not really not that complicated either. Yeah. Right? Like they really, always seem to, they always seem to tweak it every few years anyway, right? It's 30 pumps and then breaths and then, Oh no, it's only 24 now. Well, it's, it's, it's 30 pumps and not, not, the way you said it, it makes it sound like it's 30 pumps, 30 breaths. Oh but yes. It's, no, it's, it's 30 pumps, two breaths, two breaths and then yeah. repeat forever. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Until they, until they're responsive. Is your class, was it entirely just CPR or was it first aid and, and the whole ABC method and everything? It, it was uh, it was CPR and like choking. So okay. that's it. Like it wasn't full like, it wasn't, you know. Yeah, if he cuts yeah. himself or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, we're not going to show you how to do a tracheotomy. So don't, you know, attempt one. <laughs> ah, too bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was pretty funny because actually that was one of the things that they talked about was whether or not you're liable if you're trying to give someone CPR and they die. Like there's actually like a law in place that like if you the good Samaritan law. Yes, the good Samaritan law that if you actually try to do CPR on someone and you are registered, certified CPR, like whatever, whatever, and they die it's okay. Like, what's well, not okay, but it's, you're not going to get, you can't get sued. Now, if like, you know, again, you were like tracheotomy time. I was not trained how to do a tracheotomy. Yeah. If I botched a tracheotomy, then I've manslaughtered that person. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's even more than if you, you, if you, do not succeed in resuscitating them. Even if you like yeah. break their ribs or something like that and they survive, they can't come back and sue you for breaking their ribs. Yeah. And, and especially like though, cause the way they talked about it, they're like, you are very likely going to dislocate someone's ribs or, or crack a rib or something like that, because that's how hard you actually have to push. Yeah. Did you know that in Quebec, if you are a card carrying well, first aid person, it's actually yep. illegal for you to not stop and help somebody in need. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I learned that one at my, uh, I do, I try to keep up to date with my company first aid program and stuff. And the last time we did it, that's what they told us. And it's like, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. They told us, they told us like, oh yeah, like if there's a, if if the only possible move is to like, go get help kind of a thing like like say i came across a guy lying there in the woods and i'm the only one there and i have no cell phone foot or self yeah cell phone i was gonna say cell phone footage <laughs> cell phone coverage or anything like that then then i can leave and go get it go get help but if i have like cell phone stuff i have to stay and and help and do whatever blah 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 that kind of thing right so I did enjoy the whole bit that was like, uh, 
Because the first step is the area where you assess the uh, area to make sure that there's no, like, broken glass or electrical wires or anything like that. And the way that he described it was, like, if that guy got electrocuted and then you walk over and get yourself electrocuted, then the next guy who comes is going to be really pissed off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Then he's got to save both your asses. Yeah, that's right. So, but... But learning, so we learned basic CPR first, like how to do CPR on an adult, and then they showed us how to do it on an infant, which we got to do with these T-1000 looking dolls. Like, it was very weird. I guess, like, I've seen too many TV shows that have budgets, and, yeah. like, their CPR dummies look like like people, kind of, you know, like they're pink and made out of rubber and stuff, and we got, like, a plastic guy that we put a plastic bag in, and the plastic bag was supposed to be his lungs. Yeah, you got the lowest bidder CPR dummy. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> and did, um, did they teach you to do the breathing mouth-to-mouth or with a mask or some sort of, like... Uh I'll call it a condom, but it's not literally a condom, but like right. to prevent, you know, skin from touching. They basically said it's up to you. They they said you can if you want to do that, but it works. I mean, because basically how he described it was some people aren't comfortable with the possibility of getting spit from someone else in their mouth kind of a thing. Oh, okay. So, so when, when they taught us, the reasoning they said is, you know, it's not that... Oh, it's icky and gross. It's right. more along the lines of, you know, what if they have like cold sores or what if they have some sort of disease or something that they can pass on to you? And it's like, you know, thanks for saving my life. Also, here, enjoy this lifelong, you know, STI, you know, like that. Right, kind right, of right. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that being not something you'd want to keep. But yeah, that's right. Well, a nice memento of that one of course. time. Yeah. Of course. But once we got into. The baby thing, it was very weird because, like, the fundamentals are basically the same. Yeah. Everything that you do to assess what's happening is the same, like the beginning steps, checking the breathing and, you know, making sure the baby's awake and that kind of stuff. And then you tell someone to call 911. That was very important. They were like, the most important step you can do, and especially when there's a baby, is call 911. And the reason that they said... That why it's so important with a baby for calling 911 is because they're so fragile that you may save their life from choking or, you know, whatever, but you're also more quite likely going to, you know, bruise their organs because they're so tiny and fragile. Yeah, do some other damage, sure. Yeah, so there's going to be other things that, you know, medical professionals will need to take care of. Basically, it's all the same, and then... Instead of like hand on and over hand on the chest, it's two fingers. And they suggested using your two middle fingers, like like the super finger. Do you remember like Dan Cook and the super finger? (laughs) Wow, throwback. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You give him the super finger and you you push down with those two fingers, and it's the same. It's the thirty the thirty repetitions. And then instead of the breath, it's like like a quick, because they have, you know, they have tiny lungs. And if uh, doing a big, like, you're more likely to actually like, rupture their lungs. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, just a quick poof into their lungs is what is what he said. So. I always like to, on the baby ones, is, you know, because typically you plug the nose and tilt the chin back. But with the baby, it's just 
cover their nose and their mouth with your mouth yeah, and just yeah. do it that just, way. It's like, yeah. Just <laughs> glob onto their face. And it was so funny because when we were doing the, the adult ones, they gave us these plastic bags that covered the mouthpiece. So... Really, the only person I shared germs with was Laura because they were like, we don't have enough plastic bags for each person to have one. So you guys have to share a plastic bag with your partners. So Laura got my sloppy seconds on the dummy. But uh, for the baby one, they're they're like, there is no bag. So here are wet naps and (laughs) just wet nap up the baby (laughs) and then go for it. And so it was very weird. So yeah, yeah. Cover the cover the baby's face entirely with your mouth. Well, not entirely. Like don't put it over their eyes. Yeah. And stuff. Well, if you but can, nose and mouth. Bravo. You know? Yes, yes. Nose and mouth if you can. So well, that's good. So do you feel now like you're more prepared? Well, actually, I'm, I'm curious. So before you did it, mm-hmm. did you feel like okay, William is choking or or whatever? Did yeah. you feel like you could figure it out? Or now that you've taken it, do you like yeah, I'm totally ready you know do you do you feel like personally different i feel i feel more confident about everything like definitely like obviously i would not have known how to do baby cpr you know yeah. like but when it came to the choking because we did talk about like choking stuff a lot of the stuff that you begin with i would have tried so like when the baby starts coughing you're supposed to cough at the baby to make the baby like, because babies mimic you. So the idea is if you're like, uh, uh, the baby might start going, uh, uh, and it might loosen whatever they're choking on. Yeah. And then you try to make the baby laugh, which I was like, I feel like that part should, you, you should skip, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem effective. No. And then you flip them over and start patting them on the back before you start doing the CPR stuff yeah. to, to try and get them out. Actually, I learned how to do CPR on myself as well. And that doesn't look fun. Uh, oh, oh CPR or the Heimlich, you mean? Oh, sorry. Yes, the yeah, Heimlich on myself. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't look like fun. Where you like jam a chair under your ribs. I, I didn't. That's I don't why, we, that's do why that. we got married, Mike. So we didn't have to embarrass ourselves <laughs> by yeah. doing the, the self-inflicted J-hook maneuver. So we never yeah. have to die alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that reason too, I guess. Yes. I guess. Yeah. But. Well, I don't know if, if if you had it during your training, but it was something I've never seen before. But when we were learning to do the Heimlich, they put on a vest that had pillows on it for oh, all this no. all this all the spots that you have to hit, and and they actually had like a fake throat cavity, and they put Nerf bullets in it. And basically, what happened was we'd go up and we'd hit the guy in the back. Like, one of the guys in the class volunteered, and everyone in the class did it to him. I couldn't believe, like, kudos to that guy for letting, like, 20 people walk up and slap him on the back, like, hard, too, because they're like, do it hard. And he had this pillow on his back, and you slap him hard on the back, and then you'd you'd do the hand over the the stomach, and there's, like, a little target and everything – and when you you squeezed it, it would shoot the nerf dart out of the out of the the throat. So everybody would do it until they were able to shoot the dart out. And it was so funny because at first everybody was like, "Let's make a little contest out of it and see who can shoot the dart the farthest out of this out of this apparatus." Yeah, and people start doing it, and you can see that people are like like doing it really hard on the guy to like i'm gonna get it the farthest and then they're like maybe we should not make it a contest because (laughs) everybody's just squeezing this dude really really hard yeah 
Yeah, but it was neat. Like I've never seen anything like that. Uh, no, that, that's I've never heard of uh, that. Usually, it's like okay, grab your buddy, and then just this is roughly how it would work, you know. But yeah. we don't actually push hard, obviously. And yeah, but it was neat because we actually got to like essentially do it and see how it works. Yeah, and I'm proud to say I was able to make him shoot the dart out of his fake trachea after one pump. I was cool. able to just big strong pump to shoot it out. It's, it's those uh, those dad arms that you're developing, Mike. That's yes, that that must be it. I don't know how Laura would have done because she she was she had the baby in the wrap, so she couldn't do it. So she actually got to miss out on the final activity entirely, which was they got everybody was obviously there with partners, mm-hmm. so everyone left. Like half the people left, one partner left, and then he gave everybody a scenario, and then we came in and we had to do whatever the scenario was, and um, and I came in first because Laura obviously because she didn't have the baby, she or she had the baby, she stayed, and I went out first. So I come back and she's like, "Oh no, our baby is swallowed Skittles. You need to, you need to." And I was, I thought it was really funny that it was Skittles. Because, like, I still have all those Skittles that you gave to me. Like, remember, uh, like... That was I, like, way back when. That was yeah. way back. So, it, it was, like, a whole bunch of bags of Skittles. So, like, I haven't been eating a lot of Skittles. So, I had actually had Skittles, like, the night before. So, it was kind of funny that she's like, oh, he's choking on Skittles. And I'm like, oh, okay, did she just pick Skittles? Because, you know, because I was eating Skittles last sure, night. Sure, yeah. And then she leaves... And the guy starts giving everybody things to say. And he's like, tell him your kid's choking on Skittles. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then it turned out like three of us had the Skittle baby. So <laughs> Skittle baby. That's what we kept calling it. I'm like, I had the Skittle baby. And then yeah. he's like, I like that. And then he started calling. He's like, you get the Skittle baby. Like, <laughs> he actually took that and started using it. It's like, everybody gets the Skittle baby. But because Laura couldn't do, uh, do it because she had the baby on, like, he was asleep and strapped to her that my scenario to give to her was using the fully grown mannequin. And I was like, Hey, this is our three-year-old. I came into the room. He's passed out. I've never been trained in first aid. So you better tell me what to do. And she had to like walk me through it. And (laughs) and it was, it was interesting. So like, and, and when there was points when she skipped a step, I would be like, what do I do? And she's like, oh, you, get, you just blow into his mouth. And I'm like, is that all I do? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I wouldn't hold his nose closed or anything like that. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, do that. <laughs> stuff like, stuff so, like that. So what you're suggesting is if we ever find ourselves in distress at your house and Laura comes running is we just push her away <laughs> motion for no mike we need no, mike, you we need mike. you to come and save us. Yeah, he remembers how to breathe into somebody's mouth. <laughs> yeah, so. that's right. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, do you um, do you think this is something that everybody should take? Definitely, yeah, definitely, because it's it's now this thing I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Like when the moment comes, I'm not going to just sit there and be like, "What do I do?" Like, yeah. what do if think, TV and movies taught me? Well, and do you think it should have been like? Would it have been more beneficial for you to take it before the baby had come, or you know, do you think it makes any difference at all? No, I think it's good. Like. Right now is a perfect time for us to do it because he's only eating formula and he's only eating milk. Yeah. So, like, 
they taught us what to do when, you know, he starts choking on real food and stuff like that. So right now, I mean, it's not anything that we really need to worry about. He either drinks or he doesn't drink. Yeah. And so nobody should really go out and like kill themselves trying to get there before the baby comes, you know? Yeah. Like we were, we were there and there was a lot of, there was a lot of different age ranges. There was some people, like we talked to some families and they were like, oh yeah, he's like six months old and stuff like that. So there, there was a lot of different ages. But I will say one thing that was just really weird, like how it, how it turned out is we were talking to another couple as we were leaving and we found out that they had a preemie baby as well. And we were like, oh, okay, whereabouts are you from? And they said that they were from Burlington and they said that they were in the NICU at Joe Brandt. And we were like, oh, when were you, when were you there? And they told us the time frame that they were there. And we were like, that's when we were there. What, what bay were you in? Because all the, all the little bays were numbered. Sure. Yeah. And they were in bay four and we were in bay five. We were there at the same time. Oh, you guys were bay bros. We were, yeah. So we were, we had the babies, we were right next to each other in, in the NICU and we had no idea. And it was, it was funny too, because we were talking to the the wife and the husband was off somewhere else and so we're talking to her and she's like yeah i was there and and i'm like wow that's so crazy i feel like i i don't remember like i'm usually really good with faces yeah and i felt bad that i didn't remember seeing her face and then her husband walks in and i'm like oh i held the door for you like like immediately (laughs) immediately recognized him so yeah no they were definitely our 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 bunk mates i guess you could say at the, at the NICU and, and joe brandt so it was really kind of like small world yeah funny. that's definitely a small world for sure mm-hmm. i don't know what you did on on your sunday afternoon while i was off learning how to do oh, well, cpr I, I certainly did not learn how to save my child's life that's for sure no <laughs> no You're filling your time with video games and movies well i i i wish yes um we definitely did go out and see a movie we dropped ben off with uh, grandma and grandpa and went to see lego movie 2 which was very exciting mm-hmm. you saw the first one right i did and i this i didn't even realize that was out i've seen <laughs> lots of ads for it but yes. i was like Oh, okay. That's that's out. Okay. Yeah, it's it was opening weekend this weekend, so we decided to go Saturday at noon, like mm-hmm. a uh, you know a mature adult couple, you know, of that course. kind of thing. Yeah, it was definitely a very. I don't want to give away spoilers, or whatever, but it was a very good movie. I guess I don't even want to say a complaint, but the biggest difference is I found that in this movie there was a lot more sort of throwaway one-liners than the other one. Like I felt like the first one had a more deeper story and that sort of thing. Whereas this one may have been like a little bit funnier, but the story was much thinner, if that makes any right. sense. Okay. But uh, it's definitely worth seeing. It, it was very, very good. And yeah, it was that good. Is one I that I would like to see. I, I, I probably will not end up seeing it. Cause I, I remember that Laura seems to have no interest in it. Like we were talking about, Hey, what's, what are movies that, you know, you want to make sure you get out there and see. And Lego yeah. Movie Two was not one of them. Well, anyway, it was funny. Funny that you bring that up too, because uh, you remember how we talked about the stars and strollers things before, right? And, yeah. And you know, oh, would they play R-rated movies or would they just play like, you know, Lego Movie, like that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Turns out, yeah, they'll play R-rated movies. So yeah. we, we were looking, and it was like Miss Bala was there and Cold Pursuit, like both of which I think are R-rated or at least PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're both slated for stars and strollers. So I guess it just, you know, whatever you want, as long as you get luck of the draw. Yeah. Cause I had mentioned that to, to Laura and she's like, no, they do 
they do play R-rated movies there. And I'm like, wait, what? You're kidding. She's like, yeah, think of like the, the movies that we're playing when we were going to go. Because she went with uh, Tiff and Natalie, I think. And they went, they went and saw Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. But they were originally talking about going to see, and the options were Creed 2 and the Fantastic Peaks movie. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, okay. I guess Creed 2 is like fairly adult in comparison. Like this, you know, swearing and, and such and that. And she's like, yeah, no, these movies are for adults. They're not for the kids. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because we were actually looking into going to Stars and Strollers on Laura's birthday when I was off on the Wednesday. Sure, yeah. Turned out, turned out it was an ice storm and we were going nowhere. The movies that they were playing were R-rated movies, but they were like not the fun R-rated movies, you know? Like, they were R-rated movies that dealt with subject matter that that you know could be considered it, r-rated but it wasn't like action movie r-rated you that's know? right not not exactly birthday movie material yeah it was like sad movies about it was just weird i was like they're both artsy fartsy movies that came out like at the end of last year so i was kind of surprised that they were still showing those movies sure but Laura's like, yeah, definitely not anything I care about. So we don't need to do that. So we actually, for Laura's birthday, we ended up going over to the bookmobile and getting a a marathon of movies. And we watched uh, movies for Laura's uh, Laura's birthday and stayed indoors because of the ice storm and, and had a good time. So. <laughs> Snug- snuggled up with uh, some hot cocoa, that kind of exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And we watched a series of, of great films that, depending on how you enjoy m- you know, the kind of movies you enjoy, they were really good. So. What, what ones did you pick? Quick rundown. Which, which well, ones did you watch? I finally, finally, finally got to see Venom. Oh, and? Good? And I really liked it. And I knew I was going to like it. Because I, 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 something that I heard about it was, it's a dumb movie. And it knows it's a dumb movie. So, it's fun. Right. And that's exactly what it was. It was a dumb dumb movie that I quite enjoyed because it didn't take itself too seriously. Okay. Next and movie. What's the next we, movie? Like? We got The Nun. The, the horror movie, oh, The Nun. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Remember, Laura likes horror movies. I was going to say, I, I hate horror movies, so I, I know the name, but that's it. I don't really know yeah, much about so we it. Yeah, so we got The Nun, and it's one of those Conjuring movies. It's in, like, the Conjuring universe. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. And and it was interesting, because I was, first of all, like, I'm watching this movie, and it's a prequel. Like, it, it takes place before all of the other Conjuring movies. And they're like, well, we got to stop this because uh, small spoilers for the nun. The nun is a demon. The evil nun is a demon. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, well, that nun first showed up in The Conjuring 2, so they don't beat it. Like, like <laughs> you know, The, the Conjuring <laughs> 2 takes place years later. So clearly they don't defeat the nun. So, right, right. You know, even I, I went into the movie being like, they don't defeat the nun and- that was kind of, you know, how I felt about the movie. They do tie it into the other movies uh, in a really interesting way, I felt, by which I will not spoil. But, yeah, so it was kind of funny that it was just like, okay, that's the that's one of the problems with this being a prequel is it's fairly obvious how this is going to end. Right, yeah. But, and then the other movie we got was Mandy. I don't know if you've heard of Mandy. No, I can't say I have. So, Mandy was up like is the best way <laughs> the best way i could describe me is it a horror movie as well ish 
it's the it's kind like of thriller a thriller movie then kind of yeah. like it's a very weird movie and so basically what the movie is about is it's it's a it's a Nicolas Cage movie okay and and Nicolas Cage he is a lumberjack who lives with his wife who's named Mandy and then a cult shows up and kidnaps Mandy and then the cult summons their motorbike driving demon guys. Like, it's really weird. Like, Mad Max dudes show up on motorcycles and they help kidnap her. And, and then he goes crazy and, like, starts chasing after people with an axe that he forged himself out of molten steel. What and, like, the hell? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. And, and like, it's super trippy because, again, it's about, like, cults and stuff. So it was definitely not what I was expecting because I remember seeing trailers for it and it just looked like John Wick with demons in it. And I'm like, this looks awesome. And then it's not really what it is. And it's it's a lot of it is very slow and, and kind of methodical. And it was just like, oh, okay. So every so often there's, like, a crazy chainsaw fight. But right. m- most of the movie is, like – this Jesus-y guy, like, he's he's not, he's the guy in charge of the cult, and he's just, like, walking around in an open bathrobe with his junk hanging out and talking about free love and how, you know, it's weird. It's a weird movie. <laughs> so, so I do not recommend, then? I don't know. Or a, like a tentative really, three out of five stars? <laughs> it's kind of like a, like, I would watch it just to be like, Look at what you look at this thing. Like you yeah. have to kind of, yeah. Like it, it's definitely not gonna be something. It's crazy. It's got like a super high Rotten Tomatoes score, right? Like, okay, like ninety seven or something like that. And but it's just like it's just screwed up. Like it's a weird movie <laughs> that has some cool chainsaw fights oh. and 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 Nicolas Cage crushes a man's skull with his bare hands. Like it's, it's a <laughs> okay. weird movie. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of doing things with, you know, people that you like and whatever, yes. I actually got to play a video game with my brother oh, over nice. the weekend for the first time in about 5 months. Um, have you ever heard of the game Bro Force before? I Mike? have heard of Bro Force. Well, I bought it and so did he this week for four dollars. And as my brother would put it, he's at least gotten ten dollars of entertain- or entertainment out of it so far. <laughs> well, that's good. But it is a hilarious game. So, I mean, for those who don't know, it's it's like a side scrolling. It's a kind of like Contra. You remember Contra back yeah. in in NAS? It's kind of like that meets Super Meat Bros meets like the Expendables movie. Yes. So it's, oh, meets like Team America as well. You know, it's so over the top in like rah rah American Jerry Bruckheimer kind of thing. Mm. Um, but it is an absolute riot. And it can be, uh, you can play up to four players at the same time. So it's not like Mario Brothers where you take your turn and then they take their turn. It's everybody shooting on the screen at the same time. And it's just so over the top and like gory. And uh, it's 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 hard to describe how much fun this game is, but we played it for like two hours and we're just killing ourselves laughing the entire time. And you get to play because I've seen like I know of Bro Force and I've seen trailers for it because yeah. a lot of people have been 
people have told me like you should you would like it yeah you, you would love like it 80s. yeah yeah because i love 80s action movies and characters are in it that are like rambro and brobocop like come on brobocop Yes, yeah, but Robocop, right he's like the worst character in the game. I hate him. I hate him. What? So it's bad news That's... for you, Mike. But yeah, but there's, know... a, there's a whole ton of them. Like there's um, Dirty Harry, although I forget what the, his, his bro name is. But I know one of them is Ripley from Alien. Yeah, She's and one jo- of the, John one McClane. Of the few... Yeah, John just... McClane from Die Hard is in it too. Well, now here's a question. Where were you playing it? Were you playing it on Steam or were you playing it on PS4? I was playing it on Steam. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they had their Lunar New Year sale. So it was a, a whopping like $15 normally, but we got it for $4. So, of course, of course. Because I was going to say, if you had it on PS4, uh, I also have it because it was a PlayStation Plus freebie at one point. Oh. So I could have joined you in your Bro Force fun. But I wonder, no. is it cross platform? Do you know? I don't think it is. Maybe. Well, maybe, I don't know. Well, you know what? If it's $4 on PS4, Mike, I w- I'd plop down another $4. $4 is <laughs> <laughs> well spent. Yeah. $10, too much. That's right. $4 gets you $10 worth of fun. Yeah, damn right. But yeah, it's, it is a, a lot of fun. I, I, I am genuinely shocked because I didn't really have any preconceived notion about the game going into it either. Right. I had just heard, you know, it's a fun game, kind of the same as you. It's just a fun game and you should really like it. So I put it on my wish list um, on Steam, which basically alerts you when it goes on sale. And I mm-hmm. saw it pop up. So it's like purchase. So well, there you go. Living live the dream. Living the dream. That's right. Well, I finally managed to finish Resident Evil 2. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I got through my first playthrough, and I was very happy. I th- one thing that really bugged me was just, like, I was playing it on the easiest difficulty, because I was like, honestly, I don't really know how much time I'm going to have to be able to play this, so if I put it on easy, I can probably just cruise through and, and you know, s- you know, spend some time with it, but uh, not too much time, you know, that kind of a thing. And as I got going, like, you know me and I kind of get some kind of some crazy sometimes when it comes to trophies. Sure. Yes. And there's actually a trophy for beating the game without using a health potion kind of a thing because there's like health sprays and herbs and stuff that heal you. And there's a trophy without using health once. And on easy mode, if you get hurt, you actually rebound your health slightly. Like you don't, you'll never be full health, but you'll rebound to like yellow health. Cause there's, there's good caution danger. And actually, as you play the game, if you're in caution, you limp around. And if you're in danger, then you really limp. Right. right? Okay. Like you're yeah. Really, really. Yeah, you reflect hurt. how well you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But I was always able to get hit like once or twice and then rebound. And I'm like, you know what? I've made it pretty far in this game without using any health. I'm going to see if I can beat the game without using health. And I got to the end boss and I could not do it. I could not beat the end boss oh, without nice. using health because he just moved too fast and I limped around too much and I couldn't get away from him. And I, I must have tried like... 15 20 times to try and beat him without using health and i'm like i'm just getting too frustrated and laura's gonna get me to come help with the baby any minute now to feed him and i'm this close to the ending 
I I just did it, and I and I used oh. health, and then I beat him, and yeah. So after all that, getting through the entire game without using health, I did it last possible second. What would William think? His father, such a failure. <laughs> you know what he cared about? He cared about whether I was upstairs feeding him or not. So. I suppose, yeah. This is very limited needs right now. Limited needs. And, and really, when it comes to his father being a failure, that's something he's just going to have to get used to. <laughs> so I think on that note, it's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time's Dead. On that joyful note. Yes, that's right. For all uh, those you, failures of fathers out there, this podcast is for you. <laughs> you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com, as well as on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and your favorite podcast listening service. If we're not where you like to listen to yet, we are working on it. And if you want to get a hold of us to let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send us an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook feeds at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy advice from people. People who are most sot- most certainly certainly well, not qualified, qualified to give it. <laughs> Australian? I don't, I don't know. Australian? It just kind of barfed out of my mouth. Okay. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. See you later, everybody. A dingo ate my baby. <laughs> We should probably cut out the and we're working on it part because we ain't working on it anymore, Mike. Oh, okay. Well, what if we found a new one? Well, I suppose that's true. We're on Stitcher now. We should probably add Stitcher on there. Well, there you go. Everybody, we're on Stitcher. I'm still <laughs> recording. We can put that in there. <laughs> yeah, just randomly in. <laughs> just cut it out. <laughs> yeah, mid CPR talk. We're on Stitcher. Follow us now. We're on Stitcher.